Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today, I'm hanging out with the Erica Cruz. She is a TikTok Latina goddess. She has over 170,000 and counting on TikTok, and we're going to talk all about that today. So Erica, say hello. I love that. Latina TikTok goddess. Is that what you said? Yes, girl. I think I'm going to have to like add my, I'm going to have to add that to my profiles. <laughs> no, and then I forgot to add like your curls are like always on point. Always. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I know that this isn't the topic of our like discussion today, but when I was of like five years ago, if you would have seen me, my hair would have not been curly. It would have been like pin straight because I would straighten it every single day. Yeah. And it was just so damaged that even when I did not straighten it, it wouldn't curl like this. So this is like the, the hair is a whole part of like the self-love journey, like accepting who I am. And like now people think like, that's crazy. How could you not like your hair? But when your hair is damaged and curly, it is not, it doesn't like spirally curl. It's a whole other story. I've been there. Absolutely. And I mean, I love that you said it's part of the self-love journey because we're definitely going to talk about that today. So without further ado, introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Yes. So thank you so much for having me, Elizabeth. I'm Erica. I am a self-discovery coach. Um, AKA like Latina coach, purpose coach, whatever you want to call me, I help people. And my career really, I guess this career of being a coach really took off this time last year during the pandemic when I was creating content on TikTok and it really started to pick up. And at the moment, at that time, 12 months ago, I was working a nine to five tech job. It paid really well. It was a six figure income job. So it was not something that I was like, all right, peace out. I'm going to go figure out my life. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to do something that had a little bit more fulfillment and meaning to it, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know what it was. So um, to, to summarize all of that, my name is Erica. I am on TikTok and I help uh, daughters of immigrants align with their purpose. And I do that through my program, Purpose Driven Latina. So everything's all connected. TikTok helped me launch this career, which is coaching for Latinas. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, that it's, it's a fully loaded and it's just an amazing journey because it feels like it happened overnight almost, right? Because, you know, I mean, just the other day, everyone's like, well, this year ago, I got sent to work from home. Like, like it's me and my boyfriend all the time. We're like, this is the day, like, we officially had to leave the house with masks. Like, this is the day. So it really kind of just like spiraled. But now it's like, you're like in this amazing place where you look back and you're like, wow, like, this is amazing. But um, I wanted to mention real quick to the listeners to give some background. Like I've been following Erica for like about a little over a year now. Ultimately, she had collabed with Kat Del Carmen, who has also been on my podcast. And I was like, oh my God, like I love the work that she's doing. And then Erica connected with Rosa, who I have also had on my podcast, who pitched her to be on here. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is like, First of all, two things. It shows how small the interwebs of the world is, but then also how um, people who have similar missions can intertwine. So, you know, while my platform is women-driven and yours is more like Latina and empowering women to like go after it, um, we were able to sit down and do this today. So just a little foreground, like y'all follow each other on Instagram, connect, 
show love and like you will be able to cross paths with amazing women. So that's my little speech on that. But I wanted to talk to you about, you know, how did you initially get comfortable on TikTok? Because TikTok like came out and it was like, oh, it's like all the kids are doing it and like, oh, the dances and like, you know, like there's all these myths about TikTok. So how did you kind of get comfortable or like just decide to be like, you know, I'm just going to be myself on here and like figure it out? It is such a good question. And you're right. There's so many myths. One of them is there's only kids on the app. The other one is that you have to dance to be on there. Those are like the two big, big ones. And the way that I got comfortable on there. So a mentor of mine was like, Hey, I think this is going to be like the next kind of best thing then the next big thing. Mm -hmm. So I downloaded the app and I was looking at it. And of course, the first thing you see is all the dancing and all the kids, especially at that time, because we hadn't been in quarantine yet when everybody started downloading it. So I just observed for a little while. And the more I, the more time I spent on the app, the more I started to see that there was actually really helpful content on there. And it wasn't all just about kids and it wasn't all just about dancing. And the way that I got comfortable was first through consuming before creating, but I'm going to be honest, I was so uncomfortable at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I felt like, like our parents did when they first got on Facebook. I was like, (laughs) how does this thing work? And mind you, I worked in the tech world for eight years and I had a hard time. So like when you first get into the app, it's just like very in your face. Actually, my sister-in-law texted me today and she's like, I finally downloaded TikTok. And then I opened it and there was just all these videos thrown at me and it was so loud and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, yep, that's TikTok. But you get used to it. So the thing is that like anything new is going to be scary. So the way that I got comfortable was consuming first before creating. And then I, I really just... I kind of let myself mess up. If you look at my first videos, they are not good videos. I am just kind of throwing things at the wall to see what sticks. And if there's one thing that I've learned through working in technology, it's that kids are always going to be the early adopters. So if kids are on an app, you know it's going to stay around. Like if they're constantly, because kids are the future and they're, they're like, they were born into technology. While our generation, when we were teenagers, it kind of became more of a thing. Yeah, like there was MySpace and then Facebook and then, and then Instagram and now there's TikTok. But like these kids were literally born into the Instagram world and TikTok world. So if you want to know how well an app or new technology is going to do, look to Gen Z, look to the kids. They're the ones that are going to tell you. So that would be the first thing. And actually, I recently saw a statistic that the average age of users are actually adults on TikTok at this point. This time last year, it was maybe younger, but now the adult population has just skyrocketed because this is like the new way to create content or else Instagram would have never come out with reels if this was not a good way to create and consume content. It's just so efficient. Like it's, it's short videos that are packed with either like value in a way that it's informative or in a way that's comedic or, and it's just short. And the thing is we are all like, our attention span is only getting smaller. Absolutely. So yeah, like, I mean, you can sit there and watch TikToks for days, but can you look at Instagram stories for days? Like, no, not really, unless you're really interested in like what that person is saying. So, um, I would say to those myths, like people are going to, I feel like now people don't say it that much because so many more people have jumped onto TikTok, but you still will get those people that are like, oh, it's just for kids or it's, you have to dance. I think I have one dancing video and it was 
like one of my worst performing videos, everything else that I do. Yeah. Like you don't have to dance. You can, if you want. And I know a lot of people that like are great at it, but if it's not your thing, you don't have to do it. And I think people have this idea of video of being this thing where you're like talking to the camera and that's only one form of video. There's videos that you can do where you don't even show your face. You just do a voiceover or there are also other videos that you can just use text and you don't even have to do a voiceover. You can just use text and music. So there's, there's a lot of different ways. I, so my advice to people when they feel uncomfortable is start to consume and like spend like an hour on the app. It won't be hard. You'll be addicted actually. And then, and then start to see like what you can see yourself doing and start with that. Yeah. And I love that you said the attention spans are shrinking because what I noticed is I, I downloaded TikTok and unlike Instagram where you can just scroll and be in silence because like, yeah, there's videos and there's reels. Um, I would just scroll through them and keep them quiet. But TikTok, that wasn't an option for me. <laughs> and I noticed, especially it was getting bad when my boyfriend was like, can you put on your headphones? <laughs> but it was like, I couldn't stop scrolling. And then the, the sound component, it like basically forced my hand to just be paying attention. But then again, yeah. um, kind of like weaving in and out of what I did and didn't like to consume. And, you know, now it's really become about the concept of like, oh, videos king, videos king, but because it is, because we want to see like the real raw nitty gritty things because um, it kind of takes the perfection versus imperfection aspect out of like what we're used to on like Instagram for the most part. Exactly. Yeah. That's a really big part of why TikTok is so intimidating for people because suddenly we go from this platform like Instagram where we are all comfortable. Like you can use filters, you can decide what angle photo to pick and how to edit it. Mm -hmm. But on TikTok, it kind of forces you to like show up as yourself. But if you do try to post quote unquote perfect footage on TikTok, it usually doesn't do well. So my most viral video has 3.5 million views. That's a lot of freaking views. I'm, not all my videos get that, that amount of views. In that video, I'm wearing no makeup. I have my glasses on. My hair is like in a messy bun. I'm wearing a t-shirt. It's like the most casual thing. I almost didn't even post that video. And that's the one that blew up because I think we're getting to this place within, you know, as a society where humans were meant for connection. And in a time like a pandemic where we suddenly are not able to connect one-on-one -on -one like we would before or like in person is what I mean, either one-to-one -one or one-to-many, now what do we resort to? We resort to social media to connect with people. And that fundamental need to connect with people, it doesn't go away just because we're all virtual now. And on Instagram, it's not that easy to connect with people when everybody's like perfect. But then when you go to something like TikTok or something that requires you to show up on video and actually show up as your authentic self, suddenly you're seeing people for who they really are. And like, there's all this connection now being made. Yeah. I love that. Cause I wanted to ask you ultimately, like you started to gain traction and you're like, Oh shoot. Like this is, this is exciting. When did you ultimately realize like I can monetize this process? Like I'm onto something here. Right. I realized that when I went from, I had like 10 followers and I don't even know how I got followers. I was like, where are these people coming from? Come from? Yeah. I went from 10 followers to 12,000 followers in two days. Wow. I was like, okay, this is not like, I've been on Instagram for seven years and I just hit 12 K 
this month. Mm-hmm. We are in 2021, right? So then I was like, I don't know if these people are real. Like, I don't know if they're quality <laughs> followers. Um, I had my doubts, but then I went from like 25 to 25,000 in like a month. And within that month, TikTok reached out to me and was like, hey, we are like starting this new program. It's all about educational content. They wanted to bring more, they called it like learn on TikTok. Mm. And they wanted to bring more educational content to TikTok. And in that moment, I was like, this is it. Like, this is my opportunity. But I think, actually, I don't think it was when TikTok reached out. I think it was when I started to see that amount of growth. And mainly when I started to see that the content that I cared about creating, people cared about consuming. Mm-hmm. Like I was getting real engagement, like I never really had gotten before. And it gave me the, I was like, there's a demand for this. Mm-hmm. And I think it was also the, the situation that we were all in. Suddenly we were all stuck at home. And then here is this girl talking about like mental health and mindfulness and like self-love. And it was the things we all were finally ready to hear because before the pandemic, we were so busy in our everyday lives. We were busy going to work, commuting, seeing friends, like social media was something that we would do every once in a while. Like, well, we would distract with it, but we were distracted by a bunch of other things. And suddenly everybody's stuck at home and they are more open to working on themselves. It was like, we suddenly had that calm to that moment, that pause to ask ourselves like what's working in my life and what's not. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it, my content came at, at the right time. But when I saw that people actually needed it, it gave me a lot more motivation to continue to create. And then that's when TikTok reached out to me. But by then I already knew, like I I was at 25,000 followers on TikTok and I was at, I think like five or 7,000 on Instagram at that time. And my Instagram was not growing. So at that moment, I was like, there's obviously not a lot of creators on this app while on Instagram, it's just saturated. Everybody's on Instagram. Everybody's parents are on Instagram at this point, but yet people are over here thinking that TikTok is only for kids and you have to dance on it. So they're staying away from it. So then it meant like the people that were willing to go through the uncomfortable phase of learning a new app and like showing up on video, we benefited from it. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that the content you were putting out was in demand because I think that oftentimes people will create content, but there, there's that doubt of like, who cares about this? Who wants to hear this? Like, is anyone going to listen, watch, you know, like, um, but when you start to see the demand and the aha moment when you're like, wow, people really fuck with this. <laughs> Like it's it's a complete mindset shift for you because you're like, oh, now I see. Um, But also, you know, you just kept hustling and kept like, you know, keeping to the track that you were on. And how did you know you were ready to be like, all right, tech space, like I'm out, I'm going to roll solo and be the Erica Cruz. So it definitely didn't happen like within that month. It happened like months later. But one quick thing about what you just mentioned So I'm going to take a quick step back. Kat and I, who you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we had a virtual call. We had never even met in person. We had a Zoom call in, I want to say it was um, late March of 2020. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, this is our opportunity like to, to do something, right? Like we're suddenly at home. We had all this extra time that we didn't normally have. And she was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. And I was just so confused. I didn't know what my niche was. 
And she was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to teach people about mindfulness, but I don't think anybody cares. And like, I will never forget that conversation because I said, I knew what I wanted to do, but I was stopping myself because I thought nobody cared about it. Yeah. And like, here's what I've learned. People are going to be excited about what you're excited about. Mm -hmm. So this idea of like creating content that you think people want to see, forget about that. Because if you, if that is your focus, then you are going to, you're not going to be able to create consistent content. What matters is, do you care about it? Because when you care about something, you're going to show up for it. You're going to show up when nobody's watching. You're going to be consistent. But more than anything, when you're excited about it, other people get excited about it too. So that is one of the big, the biggest lessons that came to me from creating content on TikTok about mindfulness. I love that. And did you find that you were, like you said, it didn't happen overnight. Like it wasn't that month. You're like, all right, screw this, screw nine to five. But did you find that you were like taking baby steps? Like, all right, well, let me stash away some money. Or like the biggest question always is like, what do I do about benefits, right? Like how was that process for you um, to ultimately be like, here's my two weeks, I see y'all. Yeah, so it's actually pretty related to what we were just talking about. I think the moment that I started to create content that I cared about, it made me not want to do anything work-related anymore. Mm -hmm. Like the moment I started to spend my time doing things that actually filled my cup, it made it really obvious that the other things were not fulfilling to me anymore. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it was easy to, um, it was easy to ignore that when I was in my job because I traveled so much mm -hmm. and it was fun to travel. I loved traveling, but here's the thing. I would travel and I would go to, I was in Barcelona for the last business trip. I had like, half of a day to myself. The other time I was there, I was jet lagged. I was in the office the entire time. And I was like, what's the point of being in this amazing place if I can't even enjoy it? Yeah. I don't even like what I'm doing here. And I, and I, at the time I had just like become a yoga instructor and then the world shut down. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, okay, I can't even teach yoga. But like, I remember thinking when this, when this is over, when we all thought this was just going to be, um, when we all thought that the pandemic was just going to be a few months. <laughs> yeah. Or a few weeks. Um, I was like, okay, wouldn't it be so cool to like travel for like a yoga retreat to lead my own yoga retreat and take people and actually be somewhere I love and doing what I love. So it just, the more I did things that filled my cup, the more I realized that my tech job was no longer filling my cup. Mm -hmm. And from the beginning, I got into tech because it was the first job that I got out of college. And I was like, I'm just going to get work experience and then I'm going to go start my own nonprofit. That was my plan. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't go that way. I ended up staying in tech for eight years just because I did learn a lot and I met a lot of great people and it, it was great income. I was able to save money. And I think because I knew that I didn't want to be in tech forever, even though I didn't know how I was going to leave yet, I started to save money, mm -hmm. even from... I, I must've been like 23 when I started to save like a certain percentage of my check, but I knew I don't want to quit and just live off of my savings. Like mm -hmm. I want, now is my chance to go fuck up, excuse my language, but like I get to go and do whatever I want. And if it doesn't work out, guess what? I have a job. And I think we, it took a lot for me to get into that mindset. I think a lot of times we feel like the victim almost like, Oh, I have a, a nine to five or I have this job. So I can't focus on a side hustle. Like, no, that is the time. That is the time to take risks because you're not depending on money on income yet. That's your time to figure it out. 
I started off being a food blogger. That didn't work out. Then I became a yoga instructor and started doing content on yoga. That didn't work out. And then I, I, I was able to switch because I had that income on the side. It does mean though that I had to spend all of my evenings, all of my weekends on my passion project. And the truth is with the food blog, I didn't like on the weekends, I would go out and spend time with my family and friends. So that became very clear that, okay, if I wasn't willing to spend my nights and weekends on that, that probably wasn't what I wanted to do. So the way that I got to finally leave my nine to five tech job was after creating consistent content, I hadn't made a dollar yet. Like I was working with TikTok the first six months. Yeah. I didn't even make a dollar, not even from the food blog. Did I ever make income? just because I didn't really know what I was doing. And then I joined a group coaching program where I was the student because I was like, I have to figure this out. I know that 2020 is my opportunity. Suddenly I have all this time at home. Like this is my shot. Yeah. And I joined this group coaching program. It was so expensive. I can't like, I, I, it was like the first time I had really invested in myself, but I knew that there was no way I was going to go pay like this much money and not take myself more seriously. So I decided to do it. And the moment that I joined the group coaching program, I was like, I can do this. I can do this for my community the way that I want to do it. And I started Purpose Driven Latina. It, and mainly the, the name Purpose Driven came from me being so, uh, like I was always looking for my purpose. The entire time that I was in tech, I was like, what's my calling? What should I be doing? What's my purpose? And it was something that I just like struggled with for so long. And then it, I, it finally came to me. Like, I want to coach people. I didn't even know what a coach was 12 years ago. So I started Purpose Driven Latina. And because of TikTok, I ended up selling out the program. Wow. I got 356 applications for the program from one TikTok video. <gasps> like my coach. That's incredible. I know everyone, like everyone around me was shocked. Even I was, cause like nobody knew the poten potential of TikTok when it came to like making money. We were all freaking mind blown. So I sold out Purpose Driven Latina. I made about $12,000 in that first launch. Um, and then after that, I was like, I'm getting ready to leave. Like if I, if I can continue this demand and if I can already start to make money, I'm going to leave my nine to five. The moment I finished the first group of Purpose Driven Latina and I was getting ready to start the second one, that's when I decided I was going to leave my nine to five. And the truth is, Elizabeth, there's never the right time. Like at some point you have to make a leap of faith. I wasn't making as much money as I was in my tech job, but I was like, you know what? That's okay. I'm okay with making less money and I'm okay with moving into my mom's house. That's one of the big things. Mm -hmm. I moved in to my mom's house and I hadn't lived here in 10 years. And I've always been like known as this independent person. And suddenly I was like, what matters more? Like my ego or my goals? And mm -hmm. I was like, it's my goals. Like I'm okay with taking a step back for now to take way more steps in the future. Because the truth is I, at my tech job, I had a, a cap. Like they, they were going to pay me what I could make eventually in my business. And mm -hmm. like, even it's not even just about the pay. It's like what I get to do with my time, yeah. and like the impact that I get to make. So that was a very long response to your question. No, it was, <laughs> it was a little complex. <laughs>
I was gonna say ultimately, um, you know, in terms of juggling both the full time and building a business, it's like, yeah, you can hustle on weekends and whenever you're not working and in the evenings, but it's like, there's only so many hours in the evenings until you start to feel like, wow, I'm working two full time jobs. Cause that's kind of how I feel right now. I'm like, shoot, like everyone's like, oh my God, like, this and that. I'm like, I work two full time jobs. Like, I don't know anymore. Um, so I, I love that you said that because. I know that I want to get to that point. I wanted to ask you more about like, what opportunities have you feel have like really knocked on your door since you've begun this endeavor, you know? So many opportunities. Actually, before we jumped on this interview, um, I posted on Instagram like a carousel of all of the amazing opportunities that have come my way because of TikTok. Mm-hmm. Not even all of them, but like some of the highlights. So the the biggest one would be for Latinx Heritage Month, I got to interview Luis Fonsi, the Despacito guy yeah, on girl, TikTok <laughs> live. Yeah, it was, and you know, I didn't even take it that seriously because like TikTok didn't make a big deal out of it. And I was like, oh, we're for sure going to be like on a panel and I'm just going to be there too. And then the day before I was like asking this girl, my contact at, at TikTok, I was like, wait, is this like a one-on-one interview? And she was like, Yeah. And I was in Mexico. It was, it had just been my 30th birthday. I was like, oh shit, I should have done research on this guy. Like, of course I know the basics, but like I should have really dug deep. So anyways, it, um, it actually turned out to be like a really successful interview. And like a bunch of people reached out to me after that, which like led to other opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I mean, how often do you get to talk to Luis Fonsi? Like, I, exactly. still... I was going to say people at Premios Lo Nuestro don't even get to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, so fast forward, um, then that was in October. And then for December, for the holidays, TikTok asked me to do like a, a dinner with me. They were doing this live series and they invited me to share a little bit of like my Mexican culture on TikTok. And I was like, how amazing is that to be able to like share part of my culture? So my mom and I made tamales mm-hmm. and on TikTok live. And that got me like 20 or 30,000 more followers. That's so that's why I have such a high follower count. And then I also, uh, Harvard reached out to me and they asked me if I would be interested in leading like meditation sessions for their first gen group. And I was like, I cannot, like how, when would I have been able to work with Harvard and like have them come to me? Yeah. (laughs) And then Burt's Bees reached out to me to do like, you know how TikTok has those hashtag challenges where Mm -hmm. like people use the same song and then it's like they're either putting on makeup or skincare or something. They had me around Valentine's Day. They had me create a self-love video for them, but they ended up like really liking the video and they promoted it throughout all of TikTok. So the moment that you opened the app, mm. my face was like the first thing you saw. It was kind of scary. There was like, it had like 57 million views. And I was like, that's freaking scary. Like that my face wow. was like that many people. And you know, honestly, I didn't even know it was going to be that big of a deal or else I think I would have really stressed about the video. Mm. And I just was like, eh, it's like, whatever. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm glad that I charged them a good amount because, um, and Rosa helped me with that because I wouldn't know, I would have just been like, pay me like 500 or a thousand. And she was like, uh, no, I think yeah. we ended up getting them for like 8,000. So FYI, I only share that because if people ever get like opportunities by big brands and the reason we got that much from it is because I did two videos and they were going to promote it. Mm-hmm. 
So usually when they're going to promote it, you can ask for more. So if anybody's out there like looking to have sponsored content, always charge more than what you think because brands have money. They have budget. Yes. Um, but I love that you tapped into self-love and the mindfulness and that's a big part of your brand. Um, especially, you know, with your background in yoga and like all this, um, I think during, during the pandemic, a lot of people were, like you said, forced to slow down, but also reflective of like, I should carve out some time for me, myself included, and I'm still working on it. But I wanted to ask you to share a little bit more about how self-love is not a destination because it's always like, oh, I'm going to be like the best me when I reach, you know, 150 pounds and I'm going to love myself so much then. Um, and kind of just like dissect, you even did a TikTok on this, like dissect that idea. You know, I, I love thinking of self-love is not the final destination where you're just like always going to be striving to just get there. Right. Yeah. And you know, so, um, you're here hearing it here first, um, for purpose driven Latina, the new tagline is actually embrace the journey because <laughs> I truly believe that there is no destination. Like success is not a destination. Um, self-love is not a destination. Uh, your purpose is not a destination and I'll elaborate more like for self-love we'll we'll hear people saying like okay once I lose 15 pounds then like I'm gonna love myself or like once I get the boob job then I'm gonna love myself or once I get like the lip injections or once I get my grays like you know once I dye my hair then then I'll love myself but the truth is that like we have to start loving ourselves now because mm -hmm. when you do get like whatever procedure done, there's always going to be something else to get done. And like the reason that I also mentioned with purpose or with success, like people think, okay, once I get to like that dream school of mine, then I'm going to be happy. Or once I get like, once I'm married and have kids, then I'm going to be happy. But guess what? Like once you go to that school, there's going to be a better school to go to. Once you have kids and like, and, and, a, and a partner, then like, there's always something else to go to. The thing is like, if you keep moving that goalpost, you're never going to fully be content. Mm -hmm. So like, we really have to learn to accept and love ourselves for who we are in this moment and know that we are only going to keep evolving and growing. I love We're not going to stay exactly the same forever. Like if you look at nature, nothing in nature is the same year round. And we look at the tree and we don't ever judge it like, oh, look at that tree during winter. It has no leaves. Like how stupid. Like, no, it's part of the part of the evolution of the tree. We know that when spring comes around, it's going to bloom. Yeah, I love that. And I had I had someone on my podcast a couple months ago say like new levels, new devils. So like you're always striving to become better version of yourself, keep leveling up. But it's like you reach that level and it's like, oh, now this, now that. So like there's always going to be that next season. Um, that like you said makes it that so that there is no destination <laughs> in all exactly um, so i love that you said that um, i resonated with that that quote that that person shared with me i wanted to ask you what mindset tip would you give the listeners about getting unstuck and really going after seizing the day when they when it comes to their passion projects yeah so for getting unstuck First and foremost, you can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. That is like the definition of insanity, to keep doing the same thing and expect different results. So I really do think that sometimes we get stuck because we're not headed in like the direction that we want. And like 
a lot of times I think that's the universe's way or even our intuition's way of saying like, hold up, something's not right. And I really do believe that through giving yourself a moment of calm or peace, you will bring more awareness and like you can tap more into your intuition. And that can mean a bunch of different things. That can mean um, meditation. It could mean going for a walk. It could mean working on a puzzle. It could mean journaling. I don't think I said that right. Yeah, journaling, that's probably my favorite one. Usually when I journal, it's like I get my thoughts out of my head and onto something tangible and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. When you see it in like a physical, a physical form. So I would definitely encourage people to take the time to like really become aware of why they're stuck. Like what is it that's not working? And a lot of times we have these beliefs about like, oh, I'm, I'm not good enough to do this like passion project, or I'm not good enough to make this side hustle my main hustle. And then I would honestly identify what that belief is or what that thought is. So it starts with awareness and then identifying what that belief is. And then you want to challenge that belief. So like, is it true that, that you're not, that you're not good enough for this? And you may say, yeah. And then like, but like, no, is it really, really true? Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, no, maybe not. And like, okay, well, why is it not true? And then if you really, here's the thing, our brain is wired for negativity. Like I want to say 80% of our thoughts are negative because our, our brain is wired to save us from danger. So we're supposed to constantly scan for danger. But now we live in a, an environment where not, we're not constantly in danger from like a lion coming to eat us. That's just not the case anymore. So we then start to have these like negative thoughts about like ourselves and we start to think about the worst thing that can happen. So when you understand that your brain is like meant to think these negative thoughts, then it, you can, you can actually challenge them. Like, is there a reason I'm actually, I'm not really in danger right now. Like, is it true that I'm not good enough for this? Or is it true that I'm not qualified for this? And just like identifying what that statement is and trying to reverse it. Like ask yourself, you know, why you feel that way and then reverse it. And then what I would recommend people do is grab a post-it and whatever that. So if you know that you keep saying to yourself, I'm not smart enough, then ask yourself, is it true that I'm not smart enough? And think of a few examples of when you've actually shown up as being smart enough and then change that sentence from I'm not smart enough to I can learn anything I set my mind to or something like that. Like you want to reframe it into a positive and then post it somewhere where you're going to see it every single day. So like one of the most recent things that I had on my like monitor here was I can do this. I can create a digital course because I started to create a digital course. I got like really excited after listening to Amy Porterfield, her podcast on like online marketing made easy. And I was like, oh, it's going to be great. And then I started and it was so much work that I couldn't, and I was still doing Purpose Driven Latina. So I felt like I can't do this. Like I almost gave up five times or so. Yeah. And I, it, all it took was looking at that post-it every single day saying like, I can do this. I can do a digital course. And then when I did it, I was like, oh my God, we freaking did it, post it. Like it was like my little homie that was cheering me on the whole time. Yeah. And I love, cause it's like tricking your, tricking your brain. Like, I feel like all of life is just us trying to trick our brain out of things, <laughs> but, um, you, so y'all grab a sticky and talk to yourself, talk to yourself because I even keep it on my work laptop for my nine to five and it, I'm going to share it with you guys. It says, 
this too shall pass, but right now it sucks. And like, that's how I feel about work. And it is what it is. And it's, so I say that to A, go to the store, buy some sticky notes and write, write kind things to yourself, write real things and write things that will help you reframe your thoughts like Erica taught us today. That was my rant on sticky notes in my life. I love it. <laughs> All right. So to wrap up, I wanted to ask you, I ask everybody that comes on the glow up effect, this question, how would you define a glow up and what is your glow tip for the listeners? I would define a glow up as something that happens from within because if you, I mean like, yeah, you can outwardly go and like glow up in that, you know, you can like get braces. Like I had braces as an adult. I feel like I've glown up in my own way because I've authentically become myself, but more than anything, like internally I've become myself. And I think a glow up is is about aligning with your true self and who you are meant to be, not who other people want you to be, which is a lot harder than it sounds. And it's like, we've had this advice since like, people have been giving us this advice since we were kids of like, just be yourself. It's not freaking easy to be yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you have to go find yourself. So my tip would be like, you know, whenever you're talking to like a new, a new partner, like you're dating and you like, are all about this person and you want to know everything about them and you're kind of head over heels. I want you to treat yourself that way. Like my tip for you all would be to take yourself on that date, like on that perfect date, take yourself on it. There's so many times that I've like gone to the beach and like had a picnic by myself. And it is like, what it's awkward at first if you're not used to doing it, but it is so worth it. Like you really just get to take yourself out and get to know yourself. So I think glowing up is being authentically who you are and it takes like discovering. Yeah, that was amazing. Kudos. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I was going to say, you know, if you, when you were like, it's harder than you think it is to like find yourself and be yourself. It's like, yeah, because sometimes you're like sitting there and you're like, who the hell am I? Like, what am I doing? Like, I feel like lately I'm definitely hitting like kind of a point where I'm like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? Am I doing it right? Like, why am I a mom? Like, what am I doing? You know, like, and it's just like, you've got this, just simmer down. But I think also it unravels to finding what you do and don't like, how you function the best. Um, and yeah, it's a discovery journey. So thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. I like to throw this one in there. You do have a glow accessory, something you can't be without. I'm going to say my journal. And I, I don't know if that's really like considered an accessory. Girl, there's no right or wrong answer. I okay. love it. When I travel, the one thing I'll bring is a journal. Just because it has been, it's like the one habit that I don't ever miss. Like I don't always mm -hmm. meditate. I don't always work out. Like right now I'm kind of getting over like this cold so um, I'm not like working out, but I'm always journaling because I find that it, it just really allows me to like reflect and really understand where I am. And it's, it's a whole, like, it's probably one of the biggest things that I've done when it comes to like my self-discovery journey, mm -hmm. which was my glow up tip. <laughs> yeah. So I journal. Amazing. Well, Erica, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, can you share with the listeners where they can find you online, how they can connect with you? Yeah, of course. First of all, thank you so much for having me. This was such a fun conversation. And then secondly, if people want to work with me, there's a couple of different ways. One would be my TikTok course. It's called Grow on TikTok, where I, it's a self-paced course. And I pretty much took 
anything and everything that helped me grow from zero to 170,000 followers on TikTok. And it's focused on not only helping you grow your follower count on TikTok, but also helping you grow your brand, your influence, your community, and all that fun stuff. So if you go to the link in my Instagram bio, you can uh, sign up for the course. And I actually have a $50 off coupon code for all of your listeners. It's Glow Up Up 50. Um, I'll send it to you also in in a message so that you can like put it in the show notes. So that's one way. And then the second way is Purpose Driven Latina, which is a group coaching program focused on uh, first gen slash daughters of immigrants that are looking to align with uh, their purpose, kind of like looking to live a more purposeful life. And that is a three-month group coaching program. It's all about community, self-love, mindfulness, aligning with purpose and intuition. And that is opening for enrollment at the end of April. If you go to the link in my Instagram bio, you will see the wait list. So you can join the wait list. You'll be the first one to know as soon as we open the doors for that. And I should tell you my handles. I realized I didn't tell you that. My handle is at the Erica Cruz. That's T-H-E. Erica is E-R-I-K-A. And you can find me using that handle on both Instagram and on TikTok. Amazing. So everyone, go check out Erica. You won't regret it. As she mentioned, we got a nice promo code for you glow getters uh, who are looking to glow up on TikTok. But Erica, thank you so much again for sharing your experience, your glow up story. And as I tell everyone, the glow up is eternal. So you're really just well on your way Um, and have a great weekend. It was so nice talking to you. Thank you for having me. Have a good weekend too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glow Effect podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the Glow Up Effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the Glow Up Effect.